everyone, welcome to the Raising Dakota podcast with me, your host, Courtney. And if you're a special needs parent, you're in the right place. So I hope you can sit back, relax, feel inspired, and always, always remember you're so much stronger than you could ever imagine. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Raising Dakota podcast. I hope that you all had an amazing week. I know we did. We've had some really nice weather. We were able to get out and go to the zoo and spend some time with family, which was really nice, especially to get out of the house. We went to the zoo a few times, but we just had nice weather and we've been taking advantage of it. But like I shared last time for this week's episode, I want to share with you guys how we get prepared for surgery. We are a little under a month before Dakota's hip reconstruction surgery, so I thought this would be the perfect opportunity, especially since we're doing a lot of the stuff now, or I've done it in the last couple weeks. So with this surgery, it is going to probably be one of Dakota's hardest surgeries he's had, especially with the recovery. He will be in a brace and cast from hips to ankles for six to eight weeks, and he won't be able to sit up more than 30 degrees. So we need to have a lot of things in place for recovery, but we also are going to be in the hospital for a week after surgery. So there are some things we need to do to make it so that surgery moves smoothly and the recovery at the hospital moves smoothly as well. The one nice thing about this surgery, being that it is such an intense procedure, they have a pre-op appointment. So what was really nice about that is we were able to meet with the team of doctors who are going to be doing the surgery at the beginning of this month and go over everything we need to have ready to go for surgery specifically or what their department needs. So that was really helpful for me to make sure that this department's covered and we have everything taken care of. During that appointment, we talked about how the recovery was going to look, how transportation was going to look. So that way I was able to get a better idea of what was going to happen before, after, during procedure, everything that I needed to know. They gave me this huge packet of information which made it very easy for me to understand how the whole process was going to work. And it was really nice because this is going to be one of the harder surgeries. We've had multiple surgeries. We've had recoveries at home. We've had recoveries in the hospital. So we are well prepared. Dakota's never had this much done to his bones. When he did have cochlear implants placed, they did have to do some drilling. But it was very minor compared to what they're going to be doing. They're going to be cutting bones and placing pins and plates So it's important that we are figuring out what we need to do to make it so that Dakota is comfortable after surgery. One of the biggest things that I think is so important in all aspects of Dakota's life is communication. So that appointment was really nice to set up that open communication with the team that's going to be completing the surgery and caring for Dakota afterwards. But it was nice to have those open lines of communication so that I have people to reach out to to ask questions and information for them or they can provide more information to me. But we have that open line of communication because communication is so key, especially during the time of procedures. One of the other things I like to do is communicate that surgery is going to be happening with his primary care, which is something that has to happen because before the procedure, we have to do a pre-op physical that says Dakota's cleared for surgery, which it worked out perfectly because we were going to be seeing Dakota's pediatrician in the end of June anyways. So I was able to have that discussion with them. But at that same time, knowing that we're going for a surgery, I also 
have a great communication with all of the primary teams we see that take care of Dakota, like his GI, pulmonary, and complex care. They're the ones, and ENT are the ones we see more frequently. If we see them on a yearly basis, I don't communicate with them as often. But like GI, we see them every three months or four months, just depends on Dakota's weight. And complex care, which is his pediatrician, we see every six months. So having those open lines of communication has made it easier for this process because what I like to do is reach out to those departments that I know get yearly blood work and let them know that Dakota's going for a procedure to go ahead and put their labs in. One of the nice things about getting prepared ahead of time for procedures is this specific procedure we have to do pre-op blood work. So when we saw Dakota's pediatrician, the end of June, I told him we had to do pre-op, but I like to communicate that with everybody so that way Dakota's not being stuck a million times throughout the year to get this blood work done that we could get done all at one time. So if I know we're going to have a procedure, they will hold off on blood work until we have the procedure so that way Dakota's only being stuck once. We're not making him a little tiny pincushion because we know from past experience that kids are hard to get blood out of if they're constantly being stuck. So what was nice is when we saw his pediatrician, they went ahead and put the blood work that we normally get done in the system. So that way when we did his pre-op labs, which a lot of his pre-op labs already had some of the stuff they needed anyways. So it was just easier to do it all at one time. So when we did our pre-op blood work, we got all of the blood work for the year because his pediatrician went ahead and looked and seen what his GI specialist pulls and made sure that what he looks at was also in this panel because it's just going to help everybody else if we can just do it at one time the lab results come back everybody can see them because we go through the same hospital for every department so everyone has access to the results and it just makes it easier so having those communications up front makes it easier to be able to prepare for surgery and it also makes it easier throughout the year so that i know dakota is not constantly becoming a little tiny pincushion because he needs yearly labs from five different departments and I just think that's helpful. It's something that I have always done since Dakota was a baby for every procedure. Anytime he's been sedated, we've always said, hey, Dakota's being sedated. He's getting an IV. Put your blood work in. And that's just what has worked best for our family and our team of doctors. And they love it. They like that we have that communication. It's also nice to already have that communication and awareness that Dakota's going to be having surgery because with Dakota's GI issues, he struggles with gaining weight. So one of the things I always like to do is check in with GI before we have a procedure to make sure that we have no concerns from that area, especially because of the fact that Dakota is not going to be moving for six to eight weeks and there's not going to be a lot I can do with him. And recently we did a weight check, but then it also made it so that I can let them know, hey, he is having surgery. So having that communication of his weight check, knowing that his weight is fine and they don't have any concerns for surgery, and we will see them right after surgery. That way we know Dakota's weight is going to be fine, hopefully consistent and stable before, during, and after the procedure. While I was also discussing weight with GI, I also brought up a point that was made during our pre-op appointment that... Dakota needed to take Miralax every day for the week before surgery. Knowing Dakota's GI issues and me being Dakota's mom, I knew that that was not going to work. I knew that wasn't going to be possible. And so talking to the surgery team and telling them, hey, he has GI issues, they were completely understanding. So they told us to talk to GI, ask them what their recommendations were, because the whole concern is Dakota's not going to be able to move. He's going to be getting a lot of pain meds. So there is a very high concern 
for constipation because we cannot help move his legs to help him push it out or do any of those typical movements that would help a bowel movement move, we aren't going to be able to facilitate those or help him with that. So constipation is a heavy concern, but half a cap every day for the week before surgery, there's also a concern that it can give Dakota diarrhea. So after talking to GI, we came up with a plan that works for us. Already having open lines of communication about other things we needed to check off before surgery that it just made it easy to add that to the conversation. So making sure you're communicating with all teams who are heavily involved with your child's care is extremely important, even if they have no part of this procedure. This is a hip procedure. GI has nothing to do with his hips, but it is important for them to be aware that he's having this procedure so that way if we do have any concerns, they're already aware, oh, he had this procedure, this was the plan, this is what we did. They also have his blood work as well. And that's just where I personally feel like you can never over-communicate. Some people might disagree with that, but I feel like as long as I'm letting everybody know and we're all on the same page, then it will be smooth sailing on those aspects of everything. I also, as soon as I know a surgery or procedure is coming up, I communicate that with Dakota's school because it's going to impact his school and his abilities at school, especially with this surgery. It is happening right at the beginning of the school year unfortunately we were not able to really move it too much and we didn't want to put it off for too long because that's just going to cause more wear and tear on Dakota's hips so as soon as I knew the date for surgery I went ahead and emailed the principal and all of the therapists Dakota sees they are having some changes in Dakota's classroom at school and I'm not sure who his upcoming teacher is going to be so I just included those people who I knew would be heavily involved with Dakota's care at the beginning of the year and that way they had a heads up so I emailed them at the end of the school year said this is when surgery is and just made sure that they were aware that the beginning of the school year was going to look different for Dakota as well as probably the rest of the school year for Dakota because it is going to impact his hips his physical therapy everything he's receiving at school is going to be pretty heavily impacted this year based on this surgery but giving them that awareness in advance makes it so that in the next couple weeks when we're getting ready for school I can sit down and have a conversation with the staff that's going to be involved and making sure they're aware of it and we can work out a schedule especially for that six to eight weeks that Dakota is going to be at home and not being able to go to school to make sure he's still able to work on goals learn do everything he can possibly do from home but also making sure he's still working on goals and not having as many regressions just because he can't move as much so having that communication up front makes them aware of it as well as creating a plan for them it might impact which kids they put in which classroom next year or how they manage their resources and that's just why I think it's important to have that communication up front everybody can be on as much of the same page as possible But like I said before, I personally don't feel like you can over-communicate too much. I think more communication will always be better, especially when it comes to caring for a special needs child. Some of the other things that we like to do before surgery is we think about how Dakota is going to be after surgery and what we need to accommodate him to make it so that we can meet his needs, whether it's in the hospital or at home. So I start planning In the next couple weeks, I'll really start planning. I'll make a bunch of lists. I will live by list up until the day of surgery. Because we're going to be staying in the hospital for a week, 
my mindset and the way that I've always operated, if they tell us we are going to the hospital for a day, I pack for a week. If we're going for a week, I pack for a month. Now, I might not take all of those supplies with me, but I will already have them packed or folded and sorted in our guest bedroom on the bed. So that way, when my husband comes home, it's a quick, easy grab. He can throw it in the bag and he doesn't have to rummage through the house and try and find the specific items I might need. So I'll just have extra clothes lined up. And then the way that I like it to work is that I might have an extra bag at the house. So that way he can take the bag I have at the hospital, bring it home, wash clothes, do whatever he needs to do with it, throw stuff away. I don't know. But get that bag and then bring another bag to the hospital for me so that way I always have clothes but it's always been my mindset if they tell you you're staying for a day you pack for a week if they tell you a week you pack for a month and that's just what's always worked best for us I am a controlling person so it's what has worked best for me to make sure that I have what I need and Dakota has what he needs now along those lines of things that I pack I will also pack Dakota's puree diet because I know the hospital has a formula room, but I do not know what it entails for a puree diet. We haven't had a long hospital stay since Dakota's been on his puree by G-tube diet. So what I'll do is I will pack all of the ingredients so that way I can make the puree diet in the hospital room because Dakota's calories are the most important thing. And then after surgery, we will slowly progress him to his current baseline feeds. Once he comes out of surgery, he will not automatically be on baseline feeds just because they don't want any puking. They don't want anything to cause him any issues, constipation. But I will make sure to pack those feeds just in case the hospital can't recreate the diet that we have. I just try to think of everything that could possibly go wrong and try and prepare for it. It's easier said than done, but that's where those lists come in key because I make a list and I write down our daily routines, everything that I need on a daily basis to function at our house, I write it down on a list and then I make sure I pack those items. So that way I know I am prepared because especially for this recovery in the hospital, it's going to be very hands-on. Them teaching me how to shift and position him to prevent bed sores and me being able to get comfortable caring for Dakota while he's in this bracing cast. So I wanna be able to focus solely on Dakota so I do a lot of the prepping before. The other thing we also do is we will pretty much put our house on lockdown a few weeks before surgery. We limit how many people come in unless it's really necessary, just so that way we know we're not exposing Dakota to too many germs before surgery with the hopes of keeping him healthy so that way he can go through the surgery easily, smoothly, and not have any issues or that way we don't have to reschedule because especially with this procedure, there are a lot of components and pieces to make it so that this procedure actually happens. And when it comes to recovery, we think about how Dakota is going to be after the procedure and how we can make it so that he's comfortable. Like I said, we are used to procedures. When it comes to procedures and we recover at home, we live in our living room. And one of the things we actually decided to buy was an Amazon lounger for Dakota. What I liked about it is it's like a large beanbag chair, but instead of beans that they use in the regular beanbag chairs, it is memory foam. So we can hopefully easily adjust it so that way there aren't any concerns for pressure points or bed sores due to the fact that he's not going to be moving for six to eight weeks. After surgery and during the recovery period, we also co-sleep 
I love that our living room has a very open floor plan. So what that means is we bring our large king size mattress, which is almost the same height as our couches, and we butt it up to our couch. And that way Dakota can sleep on like the inside of it by the couches. So I don't have to worry about him falling off or anything. But Dakota and I co-sleep. So that way I'm right there with him, especially after surgery, his sleep schedule tends to be thrown off so just like a newborn I sleep when he sleeps until we get him back into his sleep routine this surgery he's going to be on a lot of medication afterwards so I want to just make sure I'm right there with him the whole time Dakota's not a co-sleeper the only time he will co-sleep is after surgery and then during that time Curtis will sleep in the guest bed this is just what works best for our family it works out honestly perfectly because we all three like to have our own space when we're sleeping. Dakota's exact same way. And this way Curtis can still get good sleep before he has to go to work. This routine just works best for our family, especially with how much pain Dakota's probably going to be in after surgery. I want to make sure that I am right there with him the whole time. Something I find helpful for me personally is when we do have a major procedure like this, and I do have an awareness that it is going to be roughly a year before Dakota's back to his baseline in physical therapy, and there are going to be a lot of components and pieces that make it possible so that way he can get back to his baseline of crawling and where he's at physically. I try to create a little bit of a plan for how I would like things to look after surgery kind of the back to his old routine and how I would like to see that happen because I do want to get him back into his every other week speech and OT as well as his every other week physical therapy. But I know that's not going to happen right out the gate. And I know that there are some components and pieces that have to happen before that. So I make sure that I've had that communication with his physical therapist that he sees at Children's as well as his occupational therapist and speech therapist because there are still things even though Dakota is going to have a lot of regression from a physical standpoint my hope is is that he has minimal regression from an OT and speech standpoint so I might kind of start thinking about that before the surgery but then I might work on it a little bit before and probably a lot more during Dakota's recovery time frame because once he starts recovering from the surgery, I'm gonna have a better idea of where he's at from an OT and speech standpoint. And that way I can work with them. And we already went ahead and scheduled OT speech co-treat that we were previously seeing. It's already scheduled for after surgery, but knowing if that's possible or doable or if we need to kind of push that back a little bit longer, but just having that awareness that he's not gonna be back to his baseline for physical therapy and he's not going to be back to his routine but I like to make sure that I am accommodating things to get him to his routine because once he's done with surgery he's going to be back in full day school so even during that recovery I want to make sure we're still working on things to help him get ready for school and his school routine so working on activities between the hours of nine and three and then letting him kind of do whatever he wants after that. It's going to be hard because he's not going to be able to move, so we will definitely be taking a lot of breaks. But I just want to make sure that once he is getting back into school, he's ready and he's not overwhelmed with everything because of the year and a half he's had at home with me and not in a school setting. So I know this year is going to look really crazy, not only because of surgery, but because of 
all of the therapies. We also have aquatic therapy that Dakota has to complete after surgery. It's what's going to help him be able to be cleared to do physical therapy, but also just getting him back into that school routine. So I'm just trying to make sure that we are doing everything possible to make it so that this procedure goes off smoothly. Now, let me just clarify, nothing goes off smoothly in our house. There are always hiccups, there are always bumps in the roads, but I feel like if I have some sort of plan, some sort of idea of how I want it to look or what I think is going to happen, it makes it a little bit easier for me to handle whatever situations or hiccups might be thrown our way. It's all balance. It's all figuring out what works with your family, and that's just some of the things that work better with our family and that just makes procedures move smoothly is creating plans, but also just having that understanding that nothing is going to go according to plan. So always have a backup plan or be prepared to wing it. Anymore, I feel like Dakota has taught me how to wing it a lot better than I used to. I used to really like to stick to plans and have an exact routine, but I used to love to be in control. I still like to be in control, but Dakota has definitely taught me that he is the one who's actually in control and it's going to go however he wants it to go. It really doesn't matter what I want. It's Dakota's way, which is fine, but it's also just having that understanding. Even if you have a plan, it is not always going to go according to plan. So always be prepared to switch your plans. But I feel like when it comes to surgery and the routine after surgery, having a plan and being a little bit prepared just makes it a little bit easier for anything that might be thrown your way during or after the procedure because Dakota is also the king of curveballs so I have been thrown a few curveballs when something doesn't go according to plan and that's okay it's just learning to manage those crazy curveball moments so thanks for tuning in I hope that you guys enjoyed this I look forward to sharing more with you thank you all so much for the support and I look forward to chatting with you next time on the Raising Dakota podcast Thank you.